Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Game Time with Manny. As I said last time, I ended up skipping out on an episode in February, so I am doing another one now. This is this March is loaded, two apps, one month. Um, so this time I am here to talk about the semi-newly released Monster Hunter World. Uh, it came out for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One on January 26th of this year, 2018. Um, and it's weird because I went back to listen to a little bit of my previous Monster Hunter podcast from a couple years ago where I talked about getting into Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. And it's surreal to listen to because back then Monster Hunter really was having a hard time taking off here in the US and really most places outside of Japan for just being like kind of counterintuitive, not having really good tutorials and things of that nature. But now... Monster Hunter World came out, and it is not for handhelds anymore. It is for, I guess, quote-unquote, big boy consoles like the PS4 and the Xbox One. It will eventually be coming to PC within the next couple of months, but now it has hit in a major way, almost, it feels like, to the surprise of Capcom, because they seem to have pretty high sales expectations, but as far as I can tell, Monster Hunter World blew those sales expectations out of the water, and we are here to talk about it. So without further ado, it's game time. So I never thought that I would be saying this about a Monster Hunter game, but Monster Hunter World is Capcom's highest selling game ever. It is Capcom's best selling game, period. And they announced this. It wasn't like something that people derived from sales numbers or anything. Capcom put the statement out and said that Monster Hunter World is now their best selling product ever. And I personally find that to be, like, absolutely crazy for a couple reasons. One, because, like, I find it really hard to believe that, like, throughout all the iterations of Street Fighter 2, when that game was blowing up as big as it was back in the, like, Super Nintendo and, like, the heyday of arcades here in the U.S. and Japan, that, like, that isn't the highest selling game, but, like, maybe they're not counting all 1,200 million different releases of Street Fighter 2 or something. Or even, like, Street Fighter 4. I guess I didn't look up sales numbers for it, but just, like, stuff like that. Resident Evil's very popular. And the second part of that is uh, Monster Hunter is and has been kind of obscure outside of Japan. And it hit really huge in Japan in a way that I still find to be kind of baffling. Like, people love Monster Hunter, like when they would show demos at the Tokyo Game Show and things like that, uh, the line for that would be like hours and hours and hours long, longer than any other game, and people would go just to see that kind of thing, and each new iteration of Monster Hunter would sell like ridiculously high for just selling a lot in Japan. And over the past few iterations, I think that Monster Hunter has gotten a little bit more popular with a Western audience. Um, like, I feel like 3 Ultimate, that was where I started to play. That came out on the Wii U and 3DS, and I, that's where it hooked me. But then the next one that came out here in the U.S. was 4 Ultimate, and I really enjoyed that one too. And that one amped up the tutorial a little bit so that it was a little bit easier to get into and follow. Still not great. 
Still had to look up a lot of external uh, tutorials and videos and things like that to fully learn, but like it was it was doable. And then the next one they put out in the U.S. was Monster Hunter Cross, or as it was known here, Generations. And that was the first time that I had played a non-ultimate version of Monster Hunter. So the way they usually put them out is kind of similar to like Street Fighter, where they'll put out like Street Fighter 2, and then the next version will be like Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and it'll be like the better version with more characters and new mechanics. And so, like, that is what Monster Hunter generally does. In Japan, it is usually, like, let's take Monster Hunter 3, for example, and then it would be Monster Hunter 3G, whereas in the U.S. and other countries, they change the G to Ultimate. So, like, I played 3 Ultimate, and it has a bunch of content, whereas apparently, compared to 3, which did also come out here in the U.S., I just never played it, there are very few monsters and things like that in it. And so they usually just, like, put out a version, then put out an updated version, and there's a lot more content. And so personally, I had mainly played the Ultimate version, so I'm so used to having a whole ton of content. And then Generations really didn't do it for me, because in the game, there are three types of quests. There are low-rank quests, high-rank quests, and then G-rank quests. And G-rank quests being the ones that are, like, super, super challenging, hardest, and... Monster Hunter World doesn't have that, and neither did Generations, and it kind of leaves me feeling a little bit empty, which I'll get into a little bit more later, but it's really wild to see Monster Hunter taking off in such a huge way, and I also find it interesting that Capcom actually put out just Monster Hunter World here, and they didn't plan on making like a Monster Hunter World Ultimate and putting that out here in the US, because... I, as far as I can tell, they seem to think that it is harder to sell the base versions of the game in the U.S. That's why, like, 3 Ultimate and then just 4 Ultimate. Uh, because I have a feeling that Monster Hunter 3 didn't sell very well. It was also just on the Wii. And for, like, a more, quote-unquote, hardcore game like that, the majority of the audience for the Wii in the U.S. at least probably wasn't going to be there for that, right? So it's just interesting to see them uh, trying to put out a base version of a game. And that's not to say that it's not full of content. It just has less content than maybe I personally would have liked. B but it's crazy because Monster Hunter World sold... 7.5 million copies and now i've seen some conflicting reports of that uh because sometimes capcom is listing them as like retail sales and digital sales but then also copies they've shipped and i don't know why uh developers do that counting shipped copies because like no one has bought those yet technically like maybe the distributor has but they can just as easily sell them back afterwards so it doesn't like make a whole lot of sense to me in that context but it's it's interesting nonetheless like they have at least sold through six million copies uh because those press releases have been out for a while and now they're claiming 7.5 million copies which is crazy uh i think it was in the first like four weeks it had sold five million copies and just stuff like that is nutso um and what's even more crazy is people in the U.S. that I know that normally wouldn't be into something like Monster Hunter are flocking to it. Like, I could look at my friends list on any given day and still see five or six people playing Monster Hunter World. And that's, like, crazy and heartwarming to me as someone who has been trying to champion Monster Hunter since, like, 2012. For six years, I've been like, yo, this franchise rules and no one really sees it. And now it's cool to see a bunch of people getting into it kind of in the same way I did, where... My 
my first one, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, I put like seven, eight hundred hours into that over the course of my playtime. Like, I was addicted to it. I kept playing it. And I see a lot of people doing that with World, and I think that's really cool. And so just to explain, in case someone listening to the podcast doesn't know what Monster Hunter is, it is essentially uh, an action RPG. Well, it's more like an action game with light RPG elements that you go out into a field and you hunt monsters. And that's pretty much as as simple as it is, really. There's not a whole lot going on until you get into all the weird complex systems, but, like, the basic core of the game is you are a hunter, you go out and you hunt big monsters. And so it's kind of like every mission is like a boss fight, because it's like this long, drawn-out, protracted battle where you have to use supplies and sharpen your weapon and all these kinds of things to be able to take down the monster, and you get more skilled at it. Uh, because you don't, like, necessarily level up. You use parts that you carve from the monsters once you kill them to upgrade your weapon and upgrade your armor. So, like, your equipment does get better, but also you as a hunter get better, and that is what I personally like about Monster Hunter, is it is one of the few games I have played where I feel like my skill level is actually increasing as I play it. It's not like where you play, say, like, a just a traditional JRPG, like a Final Fantasy or something, and, like, you're leveling up from 1 to 99, and once you're at 99, like, it's not your skill that's killing most of the enemies it's just like you have very high attack whereas in monster hunter the armor can get very good and have high defense and the weapons can get very good and have high attack but if you do not know how to properly use those in a fight then you're still going to get wrecked um world i think might be a little bit easier in terms of that just because there's a lot more accessibility things that they did but I, I still think that you do need to learn the patterns of how the monsters attack and things like that. They get tired, they they have various status effects they can give you, and the fights usually take like 30-40 minutes, so you, you are learning as you go, and I think that's really cool. And par- part of what makes you learn is you have to fight these monsters again and again in order to get the parts you need from them to make their armor or their weapon. And so you're forced to learn and go through all that. And, like, on its face, it sounds so simple, right? But there are 13 or 14 different weapon types. Like, I personally use the Greatsword, which is just this huge, big-ass sword, kind of, like, similar to if you imagine what Cloud Sword looks like in Final Fantasy VII, like that huge Buster Sword. They're all like that. And it's very slow-moving, but very heavy-hitting, and you can charge it up and do a ton of damage with it. And I personally find that to be very satisfying, but it is slow, the animation priority and like you have to wait for things to happen you they made it a little bit easier in monster hunter world because with the great sword great sword specifically you can cancel out of attacks by tackling but that's neither here or there i'm not here to get into like the nuances of weapon move sets but the way i see the weapons in monster hunter is like Uh, playing a different character in a fighting game like it's not I couldn't easily just like try out a different weapon and be really good with it instantly I would have to practice because you have to learn the move set you have to learn what instances you can do things you basically kind of have to like relearn the monster from scratch in a way because you need to account for the move set of your new weapon and like that's really cool 
Uh, as someone who isn't like super big on change and things like that, like I tend to gravitate towards the same types of characters and fighting games. Uh, I use the greatsword always in Monster Hunter. I had dabbled with the dual blades, which are kind of like these two weird little knives that attack really fast. But I settled on the greatsword and I've used it a lot since then. I've thought about trying to change it up in Monster Hunter World now that I've completed most of the content but i think i'll just end up sticking with a great sword because that's what i do but there is a wide variety in weapons and like different people gravitate towards different things and that's cool because in monster hunter you team up with up to three other people so it's a group of four total and you can fight monsters that way in multiplayer and that's really cool and so it is just a very interesting game, and it is one of those things where I feel like the reason that Monster Hunter World succeeded and sold as many copies as it did now is because it hit at the perfect time. I keep seeing people saying that Capcom probably did this on purpose to strike while the iron is hot. I do not think, especially with the way that current Capcom has treated recent games like uh, Resident Evil 7 and... Uh, Street Fighter V and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, I don't know that they had the kind of foresight to release Monster Hunter in this exact time frame when other loot games would leave a hole for players to leave. So, I've talked about Destiny a lot. Um, you can go back and listen to my Destiny podcast to hear how disappointed I was with it and how I thought it could be an amazing game in the vein of Fantasy Star Online or like older loot games and like Diablo and things like that. Uh, and it fell short for me, right? Um, but Destiny, in a way, is very similar to Monster Hunter. It is about grinding the same content over and over for loot. And in my opinion, it didn't have anywhere near enough content. It wasn't satisfying enough. And then they put out Destiny 2, and I personally hoped that it would be more in line with what I wanted. And it seems like it was more in line with what I wanted, but it still didn't quite live up to that expectation. And I can't say that for sure because I didn't play Destiny 2, but I know enough people who I can talk to about it that let me know that, hey, maybe I should wait to pick this game up. And it also seems like many people were burned out on Destiny's endgame content and they were looking for something new to go to. And as far as I can tell, a lot of them moved to Monster Hunter World because it is that same kind of grinding repetition for loot and things like that. And it seems like that Monster Hunter World hit right at the time when there was a lack of DLC for Destiny 2 and like other loot games weren't doing it for people in the same way. And then comes Monster Hunter World. And so people were like, ah, well... I'm kind of done with Destiny, I'm looking for something else, and they fell right into Monster Hunter. It came out at a perfect time where there was a large gap in release windows. It was like, it's the end of January, right? Like, not many video games come out in that time space at the end of January. And so it was like Monster Hunter struck at that perfect time. But also, simultaneously, Capcom made it a much more accessible game. And now I could literally go on for hours and hours about all of the things that Capcom changed to make Monster Hunter a more accessible game, but that would be boring for both me and you. Um, but just as an example, you don't have to sharpen your weapon nearly as often. Normally you'd have to go grind for whetstones to sharpen your weapon in the middle of a fight. And now in Monster Hunter World, the your weapons degrade much more slowly, and you don't have to grind for whetstones. They are just infinite, so you always have it. Um... They added in 
uh, new type of crafting system. So before, to make potions and mega potions, you would have to carry the items with you, go into a crafting menu and craft them. Now you can set it so that the game will auto-craft for you. So if you have the pieces for those potions, it will just make them. And that doesn't sound huge, but it makes it a lot easier. The, the one that I think really did it for me and a lot of other people is before you would just have to equip a weapon, go out into a fight and try it. And you can still do that. But now there is a training ground where you can just go in, swing your weapon around, see what combos it has, see what does damage, how it hits weak spots and all that kind of stuff. And you can just sit in a training room similar to how you would go into a training mode in a fighting game and like learn the weapon that way. So then at least when you go out and try to fight a monster, you don't get dunked on immediately because you have some type of practice. There are just a myriad of things like this. The, the way bag space works, the way you can get rations and you don't necessarily have to cook meat all the time. And on top of that, things are just explained. Before in Monster Hunter, basically it seemed like, at least with Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, that they just threw you into the world and were like, whatever, do it. And like, that is kind of cool in some ways, but also another thing that I don't think that Capcom could have anticipated in the way that this is the perfect time for Monster Hunter World is back then... People were not used to video games being hard and obtuse in ways that were just unforgiving to the player. But in the time frame since Monster Hunter World's release and uh, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate's release, people have become much more accepting of unforgiving games that don't explain a lot to you and have a lot of systems going on. And I think the keystone in all of that is Dark Souls. And now, I also, I have personally said, and I believe I even said it in my last podcast, is Dark Souls was my stepping stone to Monster Hunter in that I personally was like, wow, Dark Souls seems hard and like obtuse in a way that is not good game design and it wasn't done on purpose. And while that can be argued, I don't think a lot of that was done on purpose. I still ended up trying it and like, I love Dark Souls. Like I would put Dark Souls in my top 10 favorite games of all time. And I've played Dark Souls 2 since then. I've tried out Bloodborne. I've played Dark Souls 3. And I, I love those games and they are obtuse and an obscure in the same way that Monster Hunter is obtuse and obscure and they're both equally unforgiving maybe dark souls a little more so but they are just they're hard things right and you have to learn and figure out what to do and basically it seems dark souls and games like dark souls have groomed players so that now in the year 2018 monster hunter can finally succeed on a global scale because players are used to stuff like that happening and that sounds absolutely crazy to say but the more you think about it like that is true because just a handful of years ago you would have given someone a game like dark souls and they would have been like what the fuck is this like this is hard and dumb and not designed well but now that Dark Souls has come out and has received such mainstream success, it has paved the way for Monster Hunter to succeed in the way that it has. And just as an added bonus, it released at that perfect right time where there was a gap in releases and it was just like perfect, the perfect storm. And now, like I said before, no, no way, under no circumstances do I think that Capcom did this on purpose, but it doesn't matter because it worked and it is doing it. And it's it's amazing to see because I love Monster Hunter and it means that Monster Hunter will get to continue to succeed in this huge way. It blew Capcom sales expectations out of the water. It is the best-selling Capcom, Capcom game to date 
and it is here to stay. People are still talking about Monster Hunter. Like I said, people on my friends list are still playing it. And now, even next week, uh, they are putting out their first major release, and they have said that they will continue to support the game by putting out timed uh, exclusive quests, which they have done on the PS4. You can get uh, Aloy's armor, which is the main character of Horizon Zero Dawn. You could make your Palico look like that. Um, they just put out a trailer for you can make your character look like Dante, and you'll be able to get his sword Rebellion as a longsword. Uh, there will be a Mega Man crossover, and they do that. They do these kind of uh, limited time event quests where you can get special um, equipment and things like that. The one going on right now is you can get like cool sunglasses or something. I haven't done that one yet, but I've done all the previous ones and I will end up getting on to do this one. And, it, and it's cool that they have that, but on the 22nd, they are releasing their first what they call major update, and that is adding the first uh, new monster to the game for free for everyone. And that's usually how the content for these games go. Currently, the only thing that they're selling for money is additional emotes and like stickers you can use in the text chat, which like doesn't matter and they're way overpriced but like hey if you want that stuff it's there for you you don't have to it doesn't change the experience in any any way or anything and this first update will add the devil joe who is this big monster that's like a t-rex it looks like a pickle um anyone who has played monster hunter before will know all about the devil joe uh, people call him the J-Ho. He basically just comes into maps while you're fighting other monsters and is a huge pain in the ass and you gotta fight it. It will eat literally everything. If you cut off its tail, it will eat its own tail. Uh, there's, there's a lot about the Devil Joe and I... If people haven't seen it before, I don't necessarily want to spoil it, but he's he's a cool monster, and he's like a Monster Hunter staple, and it's interesting because they kind of replaced him with a new monster in this called the Basil Goose, who is like this weird monster that can fly and like it sheds these uh, scales that explode, and, and it's very interesting. So to now have two monsters like that that just invade the maps at all time is, is cool. And I don't know, just like Monster Hunter World made so many improvements over the other games, like, the other games didn't get free DLC monsters, right? It was just like, hey, there was the original game, and then next year, boy, you want more Monster Hunter, you're gonna buy the Ultimate Edition. And while I still think that they could make an Ultimate Edition down the road and add, like, a bunch of new monsters, they're much more likely to do that as DLC now. Like I said, this is just a base game, so it only has low-rank quests and high-rank quests, and I personally have felt a, like, there is a lack of content in comparison to previous Monster Hunter games. Like, there are only about 30 large monsters and that doesn't mean anything to anyone until I say that the last major game uh had like 60 right so it has like half the content of the last major base game and that's like you know I get it because they were using the 3ds for years and years and their system the, their engine was getting outdated like the way they had coded it they were able to reuse a lot of assets and put in old monsters and they can't really do that anymore like now they are full 1080p slash 4k assets and you can't just like redo the same thing like you can't just cut and paste um a 3ds game and have it look amazing and be good on the ps4 and xbox one and a lot of people have asked why it isn't coming to switch and like if you've seen the game like it is very clear why it's not coming to switch it looks incredible and there is so much going on like before in monster hunter when you would go out into the field it would be this weird segmented map and you would have to go through a loading screen to get to other parts of it monster hunter world isn't like that is it is 
a full moving clockwork world where all the monsters are there, well, three monsters at a time, or in an open world map, and like that alone changes everything too. But the Switch definitely can't run that, and it is. I, I understand why there is a lot less content. It's just a bummer for me because now I'm at the end game, and one of the things that I like about Monster Hunter is like you'll get to high rank and you'll see all these new types of monsters, but then again, you'll get to G rank and see more new monsters, but also the old monsters you're fighting have some new moves and are a little bit stronger, and so then you get a third tier of armor and like I really like that but as of now the end game in Monster Hunter World for me at least as someone who's played a lot of Monster Hunter feels kind of lacking because I like to play Monster Hunter a lot and like I played it over a hundred hours in just like the first two weeks and I've slowed down a lot since then because you end up seeing and fighting the same monsters over and over again and like I have already made an armor set that I think is good and for my weapon type and there's not a lot more that I can do to upgrade it like, yes, I could make a different, stronger armor set, but then it doesn't have the skills I want, and everybody else in the world uses the final boss's armor set, so it's, like, it's kind of rough. There's not a lot of variety in terms of monsters right now, and I was kind of hoping that they would add more than just the Devil Joe in this new update, uh, but it seems like they are just updating the Devil Joe, and, like, that's cool. I still like the Devil Joe, and I'm glad that they're going to add more content to it. I just want to see where they're going, because right now, all I can do is fight the same monsters over and over again, which is what my monster hunter is but there's not a huge variety of them like 30 is not a lot and like i just imported monster hunter double cross which was the g-rank version of generations that only came out in japan i imported it for the switch and like that has like a hundred monsters in it or something crazy 90 or 100 i can't remember and so like that's a lot there's a lot of diversity and like you get bored of fighting this one monster you can go fight another one and I hope that Monster Hunter World eventually gets there, but also, like, now that they've made this much money out of it, you know they're gonna keep putting these out, and I think this was more like a test to see if they could make it succeed in a Western market, because before on handhelds it wasn't doing it, and now that it is on PS4, Xbox One, and soon-to-be PC... They have a lot more to work with in terms of like processing power and things like that so they can do more with the game and it's just it's really cool to see so I know that they will keep putting these out now and there will be more and more content in each one and I think that's really cool. They, they changed a lot and Monster Hunter is now what it should have been for years I think because the 3DS was definitely holding that franchise back in my opinion like not to shit all over it or anything but like it doesn't look that great the 3DS screen is like super low resolution like sub SD shit and it's it, it's hard to keep going and like there's only so much you can stretch out of that hardware and now that they're on new consoles and even PC like I think that that is going to do wonders for this franchise and I can't wait to see where it goes from here um and if you had th have a ps4 or an xbox one and you had thought about picking up monster hunter but like in the past have tried it and it's not for you like definitely try these new games out i mean if the core concept of it of fighting big monsters like didn't do it for you before it's definitely not going to do it for you now but if you were like on the fence and were like oh this is so close to being something that i could really enjoy i think it might be there now so i would give it another shot because it is a lot more accessible there are so many more than I can list quality of life changes. Uh, the controller helps a lot, being able to use dual analog sticks instead of either nothing or that godforsaken nub on the new 3DS. Like, it's improved a lot, and I would encourage anyone who hasn't to try out 
uh, Monster Hunter World. But just as a word of caution, if you have like a Switch or something and you think like, oh, I should try to import Monster Hunter Double Cross or something like that. It was, I imported Double Cross and it is so hard for me to play it now because of all the changes in quality of life things that happen in Monster Hunter World. Like I still enjoy Double Cross. It's just so difficult for me to play it for extended periods of time because every time I'll do something, I'll be like, oh, this works so much better in World or like, oh, this happens this way in World and not in this. So it's kind of tough to go back. But you know, maybe that's a good thing because Capcom is, like I said, going to keep putting these out until we can no longer stomach them anymore. And that's really cool. I think Capcom needed a big win after like how bad Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite tanked and how everyone talks so much mess about Street Fighter V. They needed a big win. And like they had one in Resident Evil 7, but the way they advertised that game and like it hit, but not in a, as big a way as I think it needed to. And it's just really cool for Capcom. And I, I personally am very glad as a Monster Hunter fan that this game came out and it just, it, it rules. Like it is wild to me. Absolutely wild that people are already talking about like game of the year for 2018 and they're like, oh yeah, Monster Hunter rules. It'll definitely be on there. And while there are a lot more games coming out this year, like the fact that I might see monster, a Monster Hunter game on many like game of the year lists at the end of 2018 is just like, ugh. It makes me so happy because it's like, I was right, man. Monster Hunter was always good, and everyone who didn't like it, you just, you didn't know yet. And I said, I said that Monster Hunter would come around, and it finally has. And so, that is all I have to say about Monster Hunter World. Uh, I hope you enjoyed my mad ramblings about this just absolutely wonderful product. And yeah, that's all I got for today. So as always, I have to mention that our theme song is the song Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. You should check them out uh, if you get the chance. But that's going to do it for me here. I have caught up now. I feel I feel vindicated in what I have done. I These two podcasts are one month, so now I don't have to feel bad about being behind. But I will catch you guys in April. Peace out.